Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, uh, Ke- Kevin O'Connell did come out to name his starting quarterback for Sunday. It's Josh Dobbs. Uh, seems to be a fairly logical pick. Uh, they're getting some reinforcements back. He'll get a first chance to play a game with Justin Jefferson. Not a huge surprise he stuck with Dobbs. No, it, it, and really, I mean, here's what happened. You know, I, I've said it before. After the game, he absolutely sounded like he was going to go to, to Jaron Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, he sounded like he was considering Mullins. And then he had five days or whatever to break down film, to calm down about that horrible loss to the Bears. And I think what he did was came around and said, okay, only one of my three quarterbacks has played a lot this year. Only one of my three quarterbacks has won a game this year. Only one of my three quarterbacks has impressed anybody this year mm. uh, in more than a quarter of play, basically. Why not give him one more chance, see what he looks like with Jefferson? Uh, and it's, it's a logical decision. I was so disgusted by the way Dallas played against the Bears that I would have gone with Hall, but it's <laughs> certainly a, a logical decision for him to make. Yeah, you weren't the only one that was disgusted by that performance, that's for sure. Uh, but I thought a little bit more... There, there, there really wasn't any use of Dobbs' legs in the last game at all. Was that uh, the play calling, or was it Dobbs just deciding he didn't want to run? What do you think was going on? I think what happened here was he comes in on short notice, and they give him a simplified playbook, simplified shortened playbook, and there's no Justin Jefferson out there. So I think he was going up looking, one receiver, Hawkinson, not there. Okay, I'm going to run around, make something happen, whether it's scramble or run. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, all of a sudden, he has eight days to prepare for the Bears. They've won; they've gone two and one under him. Uh, he's a really smart guy. He learns more and more of the playbook. They throw the full load at him, and I think it was paralysis by analysis. I think he was dropping back, saying, "Okay, I'm. A, I need to. They want me to be a pocket passer. They want me to make four reads and then run." Well, by the time he got to his third read, you know, sweat or one of the Bears defenders was in his face, yeah. and he was and he was moving defensively instead of proactively. Um, so the, the real question, and, and listen, Josh Jobs has talent, and he's yeah. smart. He also, you know, was playing for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals were very happy to trade him midseason. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he's he's been with seven, eight teams for a reason. Um, he's intriguing. He has assets, but he hasn't. It's not like he's ever run an NFL offense proficiently for any lengthy amount of time. He yeah. just hasn't. So this is the next step for him. Uh, if you want to be an optimist, you can say he's smart, he's talented, he'll figure it out. If you want to be a pessimist or maybe a realist, you say, you know, maybe maybe the real story here is they don't really have a quarterback they love, so they might as well just give Dobbs another chance. Yeah, and, you know, there's no future with Mullins, you know that. I mean, he's a backup. So, yep. you know, you name Dobbs, then Mullins is the number two. You name Hall, then Mullins is the number two in either situation because he can come in in the middle of a game if a guy gets knocked out of the game. Uh, during the course of injury, but he's not a guy you would think about in the least as being any kind of a starter going forward. Maybe you haven't ruled that out entirely on Dobbs. It probably is, but still more of a chance, I think, that he could be in the Vikings picture next year than Mullins. What do you think? Well, yeah, I actually think of the three, I think Paul has the best chance of being in the picture. That's why I kind of like to see him play at some point this year. Uh, Right now, it looks like Mullins will be back up on Sunday, which makes me wonder if the concussion that Hall suffered really kind of set him back and threw him off, uh, and he's not. And Mullins is just more fit to be the backup this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timberwolves playing exceptionally well, best record in the NBA at fifteen and four. Uh, San Antonio tonight 
Uh, a lot of people were wondering if Victor Wembanyama might not be able to just flip the script with the Spurs uh, like the two previous big men that they drafted there, Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Of course, they were full-grown men who had been to college, and for Robinson, he had been in the military. They were well into their 20s. Duncan played forever at Wake Forest in college. Not the case with Victor. He's just a teenager, and we're seeing some growing pains, not just with him, but with the team. Yeah, it's not a good team, not yet. Um, I don't think they mind being bad again and mm-hmm. having more high draft picks. Uh, they don't know they're not on the verge of dominating the Western Conference. He's 18, he's skinny. Um, so this is not Tim Duncan coming in after dominating college basketball right. with a mature body and a mature game and immediately fitting in next to David Robinson. This is Victor Wambanyama uh, making his way. And he's had spectacular games, and he's had games where he looked off. Uh, the skills are there. The attitude is there. He's playing for a great coach. I think he's going to be great. I, I don't know that anybody knows exactly what the timetable for that is. Isn't tonight's game on TNT? I think it is. Yes. I can't wait to hear Charles Barkley because if there was a loud critic about pairing Gobert and Towns together, he was it. And what's he going to say now that they have the best record of the NBA? I don't know if he's going to change his stance a flip 180 degrees, but I do want to hear what he has to say about it. I heard him the other night, and they only touched on the Wolves briefly in the mm-hmm. context of the Western Conference. He said, I don't believe in the Wolves. He's not going to, mm-hmm. he's a stubborn guy. He's, and he's not, and he also likes being a troll a little bit. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, he likes being the, the bad guy. Um, and that's why he's so entertaining. Yeah. That's why that is such a great TV show. Is these guys aren't just saying things to please somebody, they actually let it rip, mm-hmm. which is why I love him and I love that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hey, I was one of the very few people. Was saying all last year, okay, it's not working now. That doesn't mean it's not going to work eventually. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them immediately becoming the best team in the West, which is what they are right now by record. But I thought Gobert with this group could work. I thought Towns could make a big difference. I thought this this lineup could work. I thought they could play big. Uh, so I disagree with Charles all along. Uh, doesn't mean I know more about basketball, of course. But you know, but I th- I really thought there's there the. The national media wrote this trade off too quickly because they didn't believe in the modern era you can play two centers together. Uh, I thought the local uh, fans and media wrote that trade off too quickly just because they're pessimists. Mm. And they just <laughs> figure if something doesn't work for the Wolves, of course it's the Wolves. Yeah. Nothing ever works for the Wolves. It's going to be terrible. Um, I just thought, I, I think Conley knows what he's doing. I think Finch knows what he's doing. I think Gobert is much better than he was last year. He always has been. I think Towns is very underrated by this market. Uh, I love the Connolly edition, and I really thought if they're healthy, they were going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this, but, you know, I, I think I, I would guess by the end of the season they're going to be what I thought they were, which is a, a top-four team in the West. Yeah. Last year was so topsy-turvy, though, that there was off-season talk of, of Tim Connolly looking elsewhere, that he had eyes, what, somewhere else, Charlotte or someplace, uh, down in the in the southeast instead of the Timberwolves. After just a year here, uh, I don't know how much of that was true or not, but it was interesting. There were already rumors. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I didn't believe it. Um, you know, I, I just can't. He, he agonized over the decision to leave Denver with what he knew was a great team to come here to take over a, a traditionally horrible franchise. He uprooted his family. Um, I just couldn't imagine him leaving immediately after one year. I just couldn't. Uh, I don't think that's who he is. I don't know him well, but I know a lot of people who know him well. 
I think that would have been kind of a betrayal of trust, mm-hmm. and and I, and it would have been silly to walk away from a team that could end up making them look really good. So I never really believed that one. And he is now getting a chance to say, you know, this is what we envisioned, and, and his critics have to be a little quieter. Yeah, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with being critical. There's nothing wrong with people putting their opinions out. That's what I do in my job, and mm-hmm. everybody who does that is going to be wrong at some point. Mm-hmm. I just thought that the analysis of that trade and of last year's team and the potential future was too clouded by Minnesotans' natural sports pessimism. It wasn't based in facts, reality. It was, oh, just throw your hands up and give up every time something goes wrong. <laughs> well, uh, I, you know what? Some of them have been given reason to do that by the Timberwolves, but well, fortunately not with this year's team. Well, right, but, yep. but every case is different. I yep. mean, just, just imagine if Red Sox fans had... Abandoned the team and, and like all boycotted the Red Sox. Said I'm, you know, I'm listen. I, I I can't tell you how many times I traveled to the Northeast uh, during my career as a baseball writer, and I had Red Sox fans tell me they were never going to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's people think it's cool to be pessimistic. You know, <laughs> they think it's it's smart to be. They, they think they're showing you an intelligent side being being pessimistic. And then the Red Sox win three World Series. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And I just think you need to be clear-eyed whether you, whether your conclusion is, ends up looking positive or negative. You have to look at things clearly, not just not just kind of whine about things. Right. Or necessarily go over the top uh, optimism either because the Wilder right. won four games with John Hines. Uh, it's a great yeah. start, but that doesn't mean they're going to go undefeated or anything. Right. And uh, a great stat by Sarah in our paper today. Uh, guess who the only other coach in Wild history was who won their first four games? Uh, Jacques Lemaire. No, John Porchetti. Oh, really? <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Which is what, you know, what did he do? He came in, and the team was obviously kind of, you know, where Mike Yo hit the point of his career that Dean Everson just did, where the players just kind of tuned him out and they were playing lousy. Yep. They bring in John Porchetti, completely different personality. They win four games, and then they went on and lost the playoffs. You know I mean? And, and I thought Torquetti did a really good job. I think I think Hines is doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's going to lead to anything big. Uh, I, I think Hines is a more accomplished coach than Torquetti. He's probably a little more balanced personality, where Torquetti is very emotional. Mm-hmm. He's got a chance to be this team's coach for a few years. But it doesn't mean that the 4-0 start is going to lead to something grand. It's just they're playing better. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by... Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.